This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I step on your mom? The Guardian Lemusa. Now on. You do as I tell you. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, and a little bit stressed co-host, Monica. Yay, a little bit stressed. It's like the motto of 2020, isn't it? 2020 and yeah. 2021. How, how are you, Amanda? But President Amanda is not so bad. <laughs> President Amanda is not so bad. <laughs> Future Amanda crying. President Amanda, not so bad. <laughs> not so bad. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, our, our cat has been um, very, very, very needy. Very, like, you, she's needy, but this is, like, needy to, like, another 12 levels of need. Um, how is that possible? She was already so ridiculously needy. Right. Like, we didn't think it would be possible to be more needy, but she is, like, need level 12,001. What does that look like? If she's not touching you in some way preferably sitting here where my keyboard is and if i move her she just moves back and if i move her if i take her off the desk she just climbs back on the desk um she she is just like walking around the house mewing in this like really pathetic like (laughs) i'm like oh Oh, and it's bless only me. Her it's only me, and I know she does it because she loves us, and I know that she just wants to spend time with us. But I'm like, give me peace, please. Is please. she with? Is she then happy if it's you or Tom? Yeah, she's happy if it's me or Tom. However, she seems during the work day to prefer to sit right here. Even though today Tom left his door open all day long, and did she go in there? No, not once. No, not once. So I discovered that if I close the door, she goes away. Ooh. But the second I opened my door, she jumped down from wherever she was and she ran up here and she was like, meow, meow, meow. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, cat. Uh, so we've discovered a trick. We've put the radio on in the kitchen and she has jumped up onto her little perch in the kitchen and she, she has stayed there for the last three hours. Maybe she miracle. just needs entertainment. Oh, jeez. I'm like, wow, give Let's me some hope peace. your magic tricks. <laughs> Let's hope your magic tricks hold holds on for a bit longer. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I'm like, at least until Hearthstone, okay? <laughs> That's all we need is you <laughs> crying outside the door while we're both streaming. Aww. <sighs> Bless her. She's such a sweetheart, but I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then I'm also like, is this what being a parent is like? Because I am like, I, I, I couldn't do this. I could not. Could not probably works when your parents way worse i'm like you can't just be like i'm closing my door on my child you can't do that probably (laughs) shit properly alone i I don't do that anyways monica she comes in (laughs) she comes in and i'm like i close the door nope you're just pushing it open yep (laughs) because this bathroom door doesn't actually go on the latch unless you like really push it in so it closes but it can open and i'm like yep hello hello you're here watching me poop 
I mean, the dog always sits in front of the weirdo when he poops because I, I and like him can close the toilet door, but they have like this little guy thing going on on the on the toilet where the dog sits in front of him and looks at him while he looks at the dog, and they both look at each other and one shits and the other one is just I don't know indifferent or whatever. I have no idea. Sometimes I get pictures from the dog sitting on the toilet watching him. It's pretty funny actually. You get pic. You. Hang on, you get pictures. I get pictures from the of dog, the dog, of the doggies, yeah. and from the dog. And I was oh, like, does yeah, does the, like <laughs> Yoshi take the pictures dog of takes the weirdo? Out his mobile phone, yes, and then of sends course. Them to you, it's like, he pulls it. Mm, yes, out that's the weirdo hat. sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very talented dog you've got there. <laughs> I, however, have never been on the toilet when the weirdo was on the toilet because I have my boundaries. That's something I don't need to be like privy of but the dog he can do whatever the fuck he wants but anyway that's probably too much information and it's not what we're here for today but i kind of wish that it was honestly we can talk about shit and poop all day long It'll all be fine day long me. we can continue the conversation from last week i would once again fart in a bag for money but anyway <laughs> we're not gonna do that yeah no we're not gonna because do that, we have Go ahead. I was going to say it's Geek Girl in the News. True, you're singing again. I forgot about this. <laughs> right. Like, you, you can't just, like, introduce it in any kind of normal way. It has to be... I, I know. ...with flourish. Do it with flourish. Do it once again with flourish. Geek Girl in the News. I wave a bit. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. I'll accept. I tried. <laughs> yes, because it's Geek Girl in the News for March. That's where we're at. Because we're almost in fucking April. There we go. I brought the months out. But in reality, we still have March 2020. So let's not go into the details of why this entire day and whatever situation is just fucked. Also, we have daylight savings times now. That's shit as well. So that's all the reason, all the reason enough for why this is a shit show. Anyway. There are just many, <laughs> many reasons why it's all a shit show. Exactly. And we're going to immediately go into some deep shit situation. We are. And Get that out of the way. We're going to talk about why the UK in particular was a bit of a shit show. Okay, um, that trigger <laughs> warning is not 100% correct. Um, but we're talking about the sexual harassment in the next couple of minutes. So just be aware of that, um, that this is the next, the first article that we're talking about. Yeah. You're trigger warned now. Thank you. Content warned. All right. So March. March is, is usually a pretty pretty woman-friendly month, right? Now we've got International Women's Day falling on March 8th. And then we've got what happened the rest of that week here in the UK. You also in the UK, you have Mother's Day also in March, right? Yep. Yep. So that's it's a whole the month of praising how yeah. great women are. Yeah. So we're... we're paying some respects to Sarah Everard, who was kidnapped and murdered by a police officer while walking home from her friend's house one night. Perfect. I mean, obviously not. I hope you hear the sarcasm in it, that the people who should protect you the most are the ones who aren't. This, I, I don't think we need to say, is horrible, awful, triggering, um... And of course, bringing on an onslaught of not all men do that. And it's like, well, when just I, I lose words because it makes me so angry. Um, but there are a lot of tweets of a lot of like 
Twitter was obviously re going rogue again on both sides. And there are a lot of tweets that, I mean, we all know it's not all, it's not all men. We, we're not stupid to think that it's all men. Like we all have men in our lives in one way or the other. And we all know men and we know that it's not every man. But if you have like a bowl of, of fruit and you know one is poisoned, how would you even possibly be able to know which one is poisoned if you don't, if you aren't wary of all of the other fruit in this horrible bowl, right? And men just, uh, or people just don't seem and try to uh, want to wrap their head around it because I, in the end, I do think it's about wanting to acknowledge the fact that we know it's not all men, but we also know what all of us experienced at some point, even the ones, and I'm, I'm raising my hand here, who thought that they actually didn't really experience a lot of shit in, in, in that regard. I also did, but I just didn't, like, didn't clock in my brain and, until I tweeted about it or until I wrote about it that actually this is not okay. This was never okay, but it was just so normal for me that this was something that was happening that that's just the biggest proof of it all that we are sometimes not even aware that there is shit going on even though it is happening and it's happening to other women constantly all the time all the time and it's not about who it, like it's not about the individual man that is the problem some individuals are the problem but how are we supposed to know who is who are, who those men are when we are not wary of all of them Exactly. And I think it's really important that you, that you brought up that like, you you didn't really think that it had happened to you until you actually were thinking like, about about the experiences that you've had. It's because like, we've normalized so much of this like casual sexual harassment as like, this is just what what it's like to be a woman. But it's like, why does it have to be? It's not okay to to have comments made, to have any kind of touching, to be, uh, like, anything that is against your consent, uh, like, it's it's not okay. Like, like we, can't, we can't just say, like, oh, yeah, the, the guy in the club grabbed my ass and ah, it, was just, it was just funny. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, that, nope, still not okay. Still not okay. I was walking home with a group of friends drunk out of my mind in Edinburgh and this guy just walked up to me, made out with me, and carried on walking. And I was like... What? Is this is this okay? Like what just happened? Thinking back on it when it ha like at the time I was like that was weird. I have to pee. Peeing was obviously more important <laughs> to me at the time. Looking oh, back on that, I'm like that is horrific that somebody just walked up to me in the street. Literally we were passing each other in the street and they just grabbed me and kissed me. And I'm like that's not okay. No, it's not okay. And it's nothing to do with fun at all because you don't give the other person the option to say no to whatever it is that you're about to do. And also no alcohol or whatsoever has like any involvement in this at all. Like it's not an excuse just because somebody's drunk. Um, things like that can happen. Like I was never that drunk out of my mind that I didn't remember, like that didn't remember in the moment or didn't know in the moment what I was doing. I might remember, not remember in hindsight what has been going on, but that's like mostly what, what like uh, what, but never, I, I'm never in at that particular time. And also if you need to get so drunk and so bummed, fuck that up out of your brain that you don't really know what you're doing anyway, then there is a whole other issue going on. If you'd like just, then go to do things that involve other people not consenting to whatever it is that you're doing with them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So obviously, 
this horrible situation, the, the murder and the kidnapping of Sarah Everett has sparked a lot of sharing on social media and uh, almost a revitalization of the Me Too movement and why it is so fucking important to talk about uh, and share your experiences and say, like, <laughs> enough is enough. Um, then we have, like, a few days later in the same week of International Women's Week after they've they've found Sarah's body and uh, there's going to be a vigil. And apparently having a vigil's not okay to the point that Priti Patel, the home secretary of the UK, to, sorry, it just leaves a very bitter taste in my mouth, um... <laughs> says she's she tells the police to stop people gathering at the vigil and of course people don't because it's a vigil and we're gonna acknowledge the life of sarah Everard. and the police become violent to a vigil in memorial and there is pictures circulating social media of like police literally pinning down women at a vigil a peaceful vigil honoring a rape and murder victim like, is, this is our UK today. This is our UK today. Oh, but wait, you know what's actually okay? It's oh, it's totally okay to have Celtic win some kind of football game and all their fans march down the street with a police fucking escort. Woohoo. Without masks? Without masks. That? Yep. No masks. Marching down the street. Because yay football. But oh, people are honoring a woman who was murdered standing up against the patriarchy, saying not okay, saying me too, saying this is important to discuss, this is important to talk about, and the police are like, oh yeah, we're going to pin women to the ground. There aren't even enough words on the, on, 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 in my vocabulary to even comment on this bullshit because fuck you, honestly. Fuck, fuck, fuck this you. so much. <gasps> yeah. Fuck this. You really try to be like, yes, it's never, why, what is, and you hear all the shit from every country. Like, it's not always, it's not even just because we had the Black Lives Matter movement in the US because obviously cops over there are like a whole other, a whole other ball game at some point. And you sit here over here in Europe and you think like, yeah, it's not great, but it's also not too bad. Like, I'm not terrified of my own police, like, like the, like the, um, like that people are in the, in the US very often. And, then you look over here and we have also have the same shit going on. It's the shit that's going on in the UK where women are pinned down for honorings, one of them. And I heard, I mean, obviously not as drastic news, but at the same time, you're like the, the people who are hired in a position to take care of the of the, of society in one way or the, or the other, keep it safe in one way or the other. They are not doing their job. They are not fucking doing their job. They are the ones who are often on the right is of the right. They are the ones who ignore all protocol and all laws sometimes occasionally. And yes, the same thing applies. Not all cops are bad, probably, maybe. But who the fuck knows when the when the structures are so fucked up that things like that can happen and then one of the good ones doesn't make a difference, right? Like yeah. it doesn't. I know like my a friend of mine, they're uncles and one aunt they're all police officers and i'm sure like i know two like they know all three of them like i'm two of them i'm like they're probably really doing a good job but i know one of them is probably also not really great and so i'm like yeah you know it's just can you just not can you just do what you're fucking hired for is keeping people safe and not harming people fuck this fuck this sorry 
I'm enraged. No, it's good. I, I love the rage because it's this rage that we need to make any kind of fucking change. And, you know, like, okay, we're saying, like, uh, not all men. <laughs> well, it's also, like, the same... Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so fucking angry and all cops are bastards. And I stand by that because if... if <laughs> because, yes, they are. They are. If you, system, if you're, if again. it's the system. If it's systematically shit, then that's that doesn't help that the few of them are good enough, um, mm -hmm. or would be, are in the position be, uh, that they are in because they wanna do something better. Because if the system doesn't allow these people to flourish in that environment, then fuck this. It's like putting a plant into a dark room and hope it survives. It won't. I like my metaphor there. Sorry. It was a good <laughs> one. It was a good one. And then the UK celebrated Mother's Day on Sunday. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? You know, isn't that fucking great? <laughs> yay, women! Oh, but actually, fuck women! Oh, but actually, yay, moms! <laughs> yay! Yeah, it was a great, it was a good meme. <laughs> it was a horrible but very accurate meme. Fucking yeah. hell! <sighs> yeah, I have feelings. <laughs> yes, lots of them. I also have feelings about the Vatican. One other great uh, organization that ruins everything that the actual intent of the organization is about. Because clearly that's once again something where people have opinions about however it is that you live your fucking life. Yep. Yep. So apparently... <sighs> okay. I have it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> apparently Pope Francis said that uh, he will not bless same-sex unions because they're a sin. And this comes... I'm confused because I actually thought that Pope Francis was fairly progressive in terms of Catholic popes. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, didn't so he like? Didn't he like initially say something like super LGBT? Well, super. Like, did he say something somewhat LGBT positive when he started out? Kinda, and people were like, "Yay!" In comparison uh, to all the other popes, this is a huge step. Yes, but no. <sighs> yeah, apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not. The blessing of homosexual uni unions cannot be considered licit because God does not and cannot bless sin. And, well, Pope Francis, this is according to our CNN article here, Pope Francis has frequently praised, uh, or he's been frequently praised for his welcoming tone towards LGBTQ people both within and outside the church, approved the note. So he's kind of like, yeah, we love you, but not really. You're still living in sin, basically. Yeah. What bullshit is this even? You know, and that's something I keep constantly saying about a lot of the things. It's 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 always when something gets to an organizational level, then the organ and the organization becomes more important than the individual parts of the organization. Because I don't necessarily am against any type of faith. It's not that I'm like everybody who believes in God is like super out of their minds. I think it's something that is really calming for people that people need in their lives, that people need it a lot more in their lives and they will probably, everybody needs some kind of refuge in a way to deal with shit that is hard to handle, like also hard to handle mentally because we don't have the capacity to cope with all of the things we deal in life without having some kind of higher meaning attached to it for some reason. Uh, might, some people can, maybe they choose science, like choose to find some solace in other things like 
whatever and whatever that solace is is totally fine with me do whatever the fuck it is that you want it's something very individual but don't judge me for how i live my life right and as soon as this gets into this organizational level and because i dated in uh, a priest before i was was together with a weirdo that's something you can so notice right the priests in their jobs and where they are in their in their municipalities in their communities and whatever they can be like super progressive they can be like they, yeah they're still pre like they're still um um having they're super progressive they, they have their faith but they celebrate it in the in the young and fresh way and whatever and the higher they go up in the fucking ranking of this churchy thing the weirder it gets the, the less progressive they become the more like like connected with the dogma they all become and it's so to a point where i'm like you only can level up in this company and i'm saying level up because that's all i could think about the only way to 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 increase your standing in this in and grow go up in this hierarchy is to become even like less and less and less and less progressive until you end up at the very chain of the very top of it all and the fish starts to reek it from the head and so that's that that's where it all starts like the the organization how and how it is built is just mainly set out to do exactly that is focus on a book that is written thousands of years ago by people and nobody thinks the brothers grim are like law but everybody but but and then people have the capacity to extrapolate from those stories but from the bible people just can't extrapolate people just think this is all written word and it's not in any connection to any historical placement that it was written in or whatever but it's still just like everything else that we read about and everything else that we find out like every science book we ever find out it's based in the matter of the time that it was written in but people can't seem to get that for everything church related and i mean fuck this but also it's 2021 true it's 2021 yeah and i'm like so number one they like the catholic church in the vatican is all like yeah homosexuality is a sin but not sexually abusing minors that's totally fine we're gonna brush all yeah. that under the rug 100 percent because you can you can silence people with money right and the church was always the institution that had sh shit ton of money like we are like this we are like we are like um, this super like Roman Catholic country where like 90% of the people are kind of Roman Catholic, whatever, it's not 90%, but a lot. And the church owns so much forest, they own so much shit, and they don't have like women, they don't have like actual partners to pay, they don't have children to pay. It's literally only to a bunch of men that own like all the money that is that is the church kind of owns so it's all about power and money and 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 and, and all of that it was it is it was always like that it started out with the clerks being the only ones who are able to read the clerics whatever the church folk <laughs> the only ones who had the knowledge because they were the ones that could read and we can't give everybody else the knowledge and the skill of reading so people can't like question what we're, what it is that we're saying and now it's like struggling in a whole other different way and so yes they're like you can make you can silence people with money and even when it comes out you still have enough money to make all of that go, all of that go away in one way or the other but yeah the gays are the sin that the world i don't know is that's the hill they want to die on Sure, whatever. But can we, like, enter our new player here? Not new, but we're going to enter. Enter, new champion, Little Nas. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Little Nas. <laughs> 
So I woke up the other day to the internet absolutely imploding about rapper Little Nas descending a stripper pole into the gates of hell and fucking Satan. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) So of course I watched the music video and fell in love and now follow Lil Nas everywhere because like I've seen him around and I'm like, yeah, he seems really great. And now I'm like, he is actually a king. I fucking love him. Yeah, I heard from him a while ago. I think it's uh, I don't remember exactly. I'm, I'm I think I'm that's the age thing where I kind of lose track of what's going on with the pop culture nowadays. So I'm like I totally and I'm not super into rap and hip hop and whatever. So I'm that's, sorry about that, but oh my gosh. <laughs> Opinions on music, preferences, no problem. um so i know that he existed and i know he was a gay rapper and i was always already like yay a black gay rapper this is like the epiphany of of being like revolutionary because you have a black man in the in the culture of rap and hip-hop this is like un people haven't seen this before and already thought that that was amazing but now that video is kind of yeah the first like time that i i I knew little Nas through that Old Town Road song that he did with Billy Billy um Billy Ray Cyrus um and like I knew that was him and then like the first time that I really knew about him was when he wore like a pink cowboy outfit and pink cowboy hat to some music awards or something and I was like yeah yeah. what is going on like and this is when I first started to get get like he, he came onto my radar, as I'm sure that's about the same time he came onto everyone's radar. And now I'm, like, obsessed. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, so if you have not seen the music video for Montero, stop what you're doing. Stop this recording. I don't care. Go watch it. Um, because it's phenomenal. And We will put the link in the show notes. We will. Basically, what this video is, and I'm going to read a Twitter thread in its entirety because it's fantastic. Um in just a minute. First of all, though, this video, it shows, like, him... It, it, it's like a a lot of Christian and religious allegory, allegory and spirituality and um, commentary is the word I'm looking for. Um, it starts with, like, him in the Garden of Eden, uh, and he's tempted by a snake, um, but the snake is actually himself. And then uh, he goes and... Uh, gets judged for his sins and all of the judges are himself and then he is ascending to the gates of heaven when he uh, comes across another uh, an angel who is spoilers also himself Um, and he decides (laughs) like no I'm actually going to go to hell and he goes on this gigantic CGI stripper pole all the way from heaven all the way down to hell and one of the best scenes I've ever seen, ever. It was phenomenal. Where he struts into hell and fucks Satan very graphically, but fully clothed, but still very graphically. Um, And then kills Satan, takes his horns, and embraces. And it is amazing. Amazing. I wish I could swing my hips like that. Let's be honest here. Like, this is impressive in all of the ways. Yes. Um, And Then I came across this Twitter thread, which just put my esteem of this music video up, like, 
mm-hmm. way more. So I'm going to read it in its entirety because it needs to be read in its entirety to be fully justified. Um, so sorry for literally just reading out a Twitter thread. And we're going to link it in the show notes. And we're crediting uh, Matt Aron right from the start. I did not write this. Monica did not write this. It's from Matt Aron, who is a full-time witchcraft writer, blogger, and speaker. And he's also uh, an author. So yes, linking that and reading this thread. Hi, actual queer occultist here. Let me explain my interpretation of Montero by Little Nas and why I think it's important queer shadow work. There is a reason queer people are resonating with it so strongly, even if they're unconscious of why exactly. Powerful symbols are being touched on that are tapping into healing and empowerment. Let me explain. This isn't some sort of QAnon Illuminati conspiracy theory homage to worshipping Satan. In fact, it's the opposite. Healing damage done to queer people by the church and state. If you have not lived your whole life being told by everyone around you, or people like you when you're still closeted, that you're sinful and going to hell for who you are, who you love, and who you're attracted to, it's quite understandable how you'd be confused. It's hard to convey to a person how psychologically and emotionally wounding that is, and something we carry with us as a shadow, a concept I'll touch on, on a person who hasn't lived it. This video opens with Little Nas saying a monologue. In life, we hide the parts of ourself we don't want the world to see. We lock them away. We tell them no. We banish them. But here, we don't. Welcome to Montero. This is key. We're then taken to an Edenic paradise where we see a recreation of the original sin where Little Nas is seduced by a serpent, laying out the theme of sin. Something he first tries to run from but can't, because the serpent is, uh, the serpent, like everyone in this video, is himself. We see on the tree of knowledge of good and evil Greek words divinely glowing. These words translate to, so in the beginning, when they were cut in two, they yearned for each other's half. These Greek words are from Plato's Symposium, where Plato is explaining the idea of soulmates and an explanation of straight and queer love's origins. If you've seen Hedwig and the Angry Itch, Inch, (laughs) for my entire life I've called it Hedwig Hedwig and the Angry Itch, like my entire life. Um, I'm having my own epiphany within this now. Anyways, if you've seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch, you should be familiar with this story. We're then taken into a coliseum where we see rich and powerful people dressed in blue, the traditional color of masculinity, take him in chains to stand trial while dressed completely in pink, the traditional color of femininity. Coliseums are where gladiators, slaves, would fight other gladiators, slaves, to entertain emperors and the people. So unsurprisingly, we find stone eyeless zombie-like slaves made of stone with gold slave neck rings, showing them as being owned and blinded and controlled by these wealthy patriarchal forces, which are the real enemy, and they start spewing their blind hatred at him. They begin stoning little Nas as he stands before the crowd, showing no remorse and bravery in the face of hatred, and they kill him. Hate kills our queer community, whether it's through hate crimes, murders, or suicide, as is more common among queer youth. After being hit, Little Nas's soul begins ascending to the up- upper world. He almost reaches the winged angelic being when he decides to face that shadow. An Axis Mundi pool- pole reaches up, uniting hell. Instead of being cast down to hell against his will, Little Nas faces it, fearlessly pole dancing and owning the whole journey. He's wearing stroots. This reminds me of Inanna, who has to strip pieces of clothing to enter the underworld and confront Erishkigal. He fearlessly walks through hell and arrives at the throne of Satan, where we're quickly shown a sigil surrounding it with Latin words. These words translate to, they contemn what they do not understand. 
He fearlessly confronts Satan, giving a lap dance and being in full control of this confrontation with a symbol of his ingrained fear and the fear that caused the hatred against him. He accepts it. He revels in it. He loves it. He fucks it. It is his. He then kills and takes the horns crown of Satan, to which wings like the angel above him in the upper world had. He is finally self-initiated into wholeness. He has integrated his shadow into his concerns of self as a strength and as an ally instead of letting it win. This is shadow work. I'll share some bits about shadow work from my book. Not my book. That's book. Carl Jung's theory of shadow self is that we all carry parts of ourselves within our psyche that we want to disown. If we think our ego is being the light in which we see ourselves, the shadow self is everything that resides within the psyche that the ego is rejecting. Though comprised of our shame and self-perceived weakness, the shadow self isn't necessarily wholly negative either. It can also be aspects of ourselves that we aren't owning or addressing. For example, if someone has low self-esteem, their sense of empowerment is residing within their shadow self as compensation because they're refusing that aspect of themselves and how they view themselves. To address the shadow self is to take an honest look at ourselves through introspection. He posts a lot more about, uh, a lot more excerpts from his book. Um, but I'm just going to skip forward and say, Carl Jung also wrote in the inter- integration of personality that taking it in its deepest sense, the shadow is the invisible Sarsian tail that man still drags behind him. Carefully amputated, it becomes the healing serpent of the mysteries. Only monkeys parade with it. This is exactly what Little Nas did in the video. He amputated the horns of his shadow and made them his crown and growing his own wings, thus fully uniting his shadow into his psyche and becoming whole, like Baphomet, the symbol of the great self-initiator. He has shown the world powerful healing work to become sovereign and it was fucking fierce. The song is also catchy as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) one last note when he says welcome to montero that's his name he's welcoming you to his mind and heart and soul it's significant that everyone in the video is him anyways he also said thank you to coming to my ted talk i think it would have been a great ted talk to be honest yeah seriously but yes i love if all those symbolisms are only like halfway of what he described like the met or and now described them like this is wild is it like it takes this video to a whole other level when you can really like dissect it and see like what kind of allegory this is and like fuck like interpreting poetry from the 1800s like let's fucking interpret music videos (laughs) from little nas okay (laughs) here for it forever it's kind of sad though that you don't really because of the Greek I couldn't read that so I didn't I was wondering what does that mean and I didn't see whatever he said about the Latin thing I was like okay that totally passed me as well so I know that it's a lot is up for interpretation but it's just also even if you don't know all of these things it's just so important for queer representation to for queer representation number one then for black people Black queer people being represented like that on uh, like big screens and 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 in in, in pop culture in general is just so important, um, and I'm glad that it's what's happening in 2021. To be honest, me too. Because people are getting super upset. Lady Gaga's uh, bass bass player was like super annoyed. How why sexuality has anything to find in video in music videos? And I'm like, there are. There are naked women hopping up and down since, I don't know, 20 years or more, 30 years or more. And now you're complaining about something sexual in a video game, uh, in a video game, in a music video once 
um, wants people, once it concerns a queer black man. So yeah, I just embrace it. Embrace it. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And just a second plug here, please go watch the video. Change your life. <laughs> Show your mom. Show your dad. Please. Yeah. Same same reaction to wet uh, to to true. Jinx in chat says it's the same reaction to um, wet ass pussy from Cardi B, uh, and it's kind of nobody ever complains about how sexual rap in general is or how sexual hip hop is when it concerns only women. But once you have minorities own own that as well, it becomes this huge topic of you cannot do that. How dare you do what we've been doing for over a well generation or more yeah. yeah so join me in standing little nas yeah this, this is my invitation <laughs> my invitation <laughs> to you perfect so next up we're actually heading into sports and possibly even more surprising i found this story it wasn't submitted to us by tom <laughs> like it normally is no no i found this story <laughs> <laughs> that is important to note because we never usually do sports sports stories without anybody else involved. No, but this one's like a crummy sports story um, because the NCAA in America, uh, which is a big basketball tournament, um, has fucked up. They have uh, come under fire. We're going to use actually the, the, the language from this article, even though I don't really like to use that, but come under fire because literally they kind of have for the disparities in their weight training rooms for the men's teams and the women's teams. This also came across my social media a few weeks ago, um, where a, uh, one of the, the female basketball players was taking a video of the weight room that they were given, which was actually just like some yoga mats and a set, a set of dumbbells. <laughs> it's like a very pathetic picture, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> And then she like takes. Ever... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Um, then she takes her phone camera because she was like videoing on her phone, and she goes into the men's locker room where it's this like five star fancy gym with like weight machines, rowing machines, like everything you could want. And then she looks back at her little stack of dumbbells. Literally every every gym you've ever been in in your life has more weights than this dumbbell stand has yeah like this is something that you can buy for yourself at home if you're into lifting i have some That's downstairs what you would buy. <laughs> legit <laughs> legit yeah so after this video went viral on social media the ncaa revamped the facilities for women training overnight and what did mm -hmm. they do friends what did they do they put up some like white gauzy curtains some pink lights and added in like three more weight benches or something. <laughs> well, fuck you too. <laughs> Sorry, it's been oh, replaced, yeah, with uh, just few bars, racks, and stands, but it's still like, you know, the, the difference is shocking um, between even the revamped women's like weight room to the men's, and like, I, I just, it's wild, absolutely wild. Um, now, the NCAA president, Mark Emmert, said uh, on Friday, the 19th of March, uh, he said, I want to be really clear, this is not something that should have happened, and should we ever conduct a tournament like this again, will ever happen again. 
Imagine how much money they must have invested in that and why the fuck can people not train in the same gym is my next question. Well, yeah, that's that's a question as well. Um, so, I mean, like, this, this is just mind-blowing, the way... Like, these, these women have trained in probably the same gyms as, as the men, because, correct me if I'm wrong, are the NCAAs, is that college basketball? I, national. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's national, national college, right? Well, Collegiate Athletic Association. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I think it's college basketball. So, like, if... Oh, it's most sports? Oh. Yeah, okay, college. but college-level sports. So, I don't know what American colleges are like, but my university in, in Canada, like, we had a weight... Like, a, an athletic center, and it was for everybody on campus. Like, there wasn't anything, any special spots that, like, the men's, like, basketball or football team or whatever would, would train in that was different from, from the women, unless they had, like, something secret that nobody else knew about. Like, we were all literally training in the same room. I mean, but I also think there is a bit of a difference because I assume that whoever plays in this league, in this NCAA league or whatever then is kind of prepped up to be somewhat in the nba or the wnba and the wnba also doesn't pay their their player players enough to be like um yay you can make a living out of that how many how many how many women play uh, playing in the there are not i know from a friend of shared friend of ours that a lot of women who play in the wnba don't actually play for a living they also have other jobs because the wnba is not like paying them enough to do that full time as the, the NBA does. So that's the discrepancy that already starts in college, I suppose. Yeah. And just as Jadzia says in chat, the fact that somebody actually thought what they provided was okay, not even compared to men, but just in general. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like these are, you know, NCAA athletes. Like these are women on the road to being professional athletes. Um, slash are professional athletes i i'm very bad at sports go sports go teams um <laughs> go sports <laughs> you know so like obviously there needs to be better training materials provided again every gym that you go to that you sign up for has better equipment than what they had and they thought that is okay it's not <laughs> even the fact that like the one is like half as big as the other one it's like something you would personally be able to buy and when you're a professional athlete, you're like, why the fuck do you, you know, I can buy shit and more if I want to do that myself and have like a better workout than what they've provided the people there. Yeah. So let's do better. This is just, yes. just this is my message for this episode. Do better. <laughs> Hashtag do better. Fun. Yeah. And not, not, not in the next six years or whatever, but maybe now would be great. Like it's, it's, it's not the time to wait for it any longer we really need some some things to get better yeah and if you can't make things better and if you don't want to wait for it then you create something like people did for our next article i think that was a really nice segue I just you say. did a great job i was right, i was hoping uh, uh, you were going there i was like um <laughs> yeah she's doing it yeah, she's yeah. doing it so, so nailed it <laughs> because people on twitch and if you are on twitch um we're recording it live right now, but also if you don't know it, there is the ability to be able to tag whatever your content is part of. So um, there are various uh, like ridiculous number of tags that you can use for, I don't know, we just found out today there is something for 
trance, like not the transgender, but like trans rave music. It has, <laughs> has a specific tag. And there are loads of other tags that you can just tag your content with. So for example, it could be when you play a game, it's a casual playthrough it's, or, or whatever. So people can then go through the categories and then find other people. And one of these really important tags on Twitch is the LGBTQIA plus tag, which in theory would mean that um, this is a place which should in general be used by queer people so that other queer people can find their content, number one. It is not to be used by allies because to, to display, even though Twitch says it like that, but if you listen to the queer community for a hot minute, then they will tell you don't, you don't use the, the LGBTQIA plus tag when you're not queer because people want to look through the tag to find other people that they can resonate with. That doesn't mean that people wouldn't resonate with you, but it's different. And the same goes for the trans tag. For two years, people have been looking and asking, demanding, like in thousands, for Twitch to create the Twitch, um, the, the trans tag. So the transgender folks are able to find themselves. One could argue that, yes, it, the T in the LGBTQIA plus tag means that trans people are included. But if you're part of the queer community, you know not every queer stream is a safe stream for trans people because not every queer streamer or not every queer person is trans inclusive. Um, so that's why they've been asking for this tag for years and it has not happened until now again they have other ridiculous tags that they're adding constantly but the trans tag that twitch is just not giving out so instead you have trans lifeline who is one of the organizations in the u.s that is like working really hard and, and like creating there's a charity that works for trans people and enforces trans uh human rights and all stuff like that and what a char charity does and they created a platform um, that is enabling people to sign up. It's called Peer to Peer. And people can sign up and tag whatever they identify as, not only as trans, but like as aromantic, as asexual, as whatever heritage, like whatever, like whether you're a black content creator, creator, an Asian content creator, or whatever disability you have, whether or not you're a visible disability, whether you're, you're, you have an invisible uh, disability. So it's like, has like a lot of diverse categories that people can, um, used to find other people like them or other people that they want to engage more because Twitch is just not offering it. And it's amazing. It really is phenomenal. You can see people just sharing on their social media like how empowering and affirming it feels to be able to tag your streams with tags that actually reflect who they are. Um, and like it really is giving that level of of affirmation I think is really like self-affirmation um while also allowing other people to find you based on like how you how you tag your stream um and it's just a really important development and I think I I'm really disappointed that Twitch is really dragging their heels and getting something like this sorted when Trans Lifeline has done something amazing and um it's just really wonderful. Also, I mean, I know that there is there is difference. There is a difference still. 
I know people might seem it seems like such a huge thing that Twitch needs to do there, like technically. I have worked on websites and to create a category technically is not something based on how Twitch is created, not something that people need to do manually. I will bet my ass on the fact that all they need to do is go in there, type in trans, hit enter, and the category would be there, right? But mm -hmm. they're not doing it, so they actively decide not to do it. Which is and they blame like they, they they say so many other things as to why they cannot do it because they would like bring people and will will create more harassment and whatever. But trans people are asking for it. And even we're in all of the LGBTQ streams. Of course there are people that are, are harassing that are trolls and they're harassing you and there are hate rates happening and all of that. But like the community is prepared for it. The community already is not safe as they are now. So, But this gives them the opportunity to, yes, be seen, but especially also to find other people like them mm -hmm. that they can identify with. And that I think that is really important because you see it in so many streams that people come because of the tag, already because of the LGBT tag and not just because they, they want to be represented as a, as a queer streamer, but also people actively search through the category to find someone they want to spend some time with. And so it just feels really, and sometimes it just takes a lot. If, if I go through Twitch and try to find someone new that I don't know yet, it's really hard. And all these categories and all these tags, they're just helping everybody to... to get to the solution faster and to get to what they look for faster. And in the end, it's not about it. It will keep people longer on the platform if they have something that they want to watch. So why do you make it so difficult for people to find what they want to see by not giving it to them? It's just, yeah, exactly. And chat and chat says twitch could modify the tolerance of bullying or discrimination in the first place to prevent trolling. But what? Yeah. That's the thing. Wow, what a so novel concept. <laughs> what a novel concept that there could be like there are so many they, they are not doing anything against partner streamers that partnered streamers or stream, affiliated streamers that are actively promoting hatred towards other streamers or hate towards other streamers and send the community over to to create hate on other platforms. So I that's the thing where they should first start out and be like do something against it and they can't tell me there is nothing they can do about it because they can absolutely they can um and somebody who is doing standing up there for trans rights is our non-binary esports champion sonic fox who was incredible game winner at the ultimate fighting league um over the weekend i think it was over the weekend sometime in the last week um and when they were all standing up with their um, flags behind them, Sonic Fox was up there in a furry suit with a trans flag where the country flag would go. And it's awesome to see. Love that move, honestly. Especially in the eSports scene where like toxicity is just so intense. Like the toxicity not, not only for women in the in in the industry, but also for um, queer folks in the industry and trans folks in the industry. We only had like recently somebody from what Hearthstone who came out as trans. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And there is not a not a lot of representation in there. It's mostly dudes and it's mostly white dudes too. Though in this game it's not mostly white dudes, but like most of the time it's mostly white, white, white or men. Asian, tends to yeah depends depends um, on your on your game. 
So this is just great that there is somebody standing up in a high league um, that is owning their identity like other people own their national identity. And I just, for me, it's so amazing to see that because I have no, like there are things that are more important than where you come from. And mm -hmm. it's be it's what you feel you are. But that's also because I don't have an inkling of any national pride in me whatsoever. So I'm like, or this this understanding of 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 somebody being so proud of where they come from and where they that's a, a mood that I can't reciprocate because not because I don't I'm not proud of what country I'm living in or whatever. I think I'm lucky, but it's not something that I'm proud of because it has nothing to do with what I chose to do. It's where my parents fucked that. And why is it so why is it so why are people so proud of the fact that you the parents procreated where you're living in? This could have been like if I would have been born a hundred kilometers further south, I would have had a totally different life because it would is because it would have counted as Eastern Europe. And that, that that that's all different. Like I would earn half as much. So I would maybe I don't know other things that it go into I would have experienced war probably because they were involved in war as well so I'm like I'm just fucking lucky but I haven't done anything to be like I'm so proud I'm Austrian whatever yeah what I really love about what happened at this Mortal Kombat 11 tournament though just bringing it back to Sonic Fox um Sonic Fox was introduced as the defender of trans rights and um The We Play Ultimate Fighting League tweeted their support for Sonic Fox and said, Some of you may have noticed the transgender flag behind Sonic Fox during our show. We wanted to showcase this, showcase this as we believe in everyone. It doesn't matter what you identify as, believe in, or where you originate from. Everyone de deserves respects and opportunities. Nice. Very nice. Well done. So, so definitely more support from esports, um, period. More queer representation everywhere, period. Mm -hmm. And yeah. trans rights are human rights. Trans rights are human rights, just so that you all know. And trans yeah. women are women and trans men are men. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got two stories to go. Um, number one, we are headed into Sesame Street, who are Yay. spotlighting diverse voices and unveiling a new segment that has two new black Muppets, as well as other digital sources. What the Sesame Street things they're called Muppets? Yeah. Oh, they're called Muppets. I'm I reading so. it in the headline. It didn't even clock me. <laughs> yep. So it's a three-minute clip titled Explaining Race, which interviews five-year-old Wesley Walker and his father Elijah. And the pair are enjoying an afternoon walk, and Elmo arrives to engage them in a short and age-appropriate conversation that touches on their black identity. I love that. It's like Barbie. I mean, it's not like Barbie, but it's also Barbie addressing stuff like that. That's hard, but for in a digestible way for kids to understand. And probably a few more adults should also also watch it because it's important. Yeah. And this kind of makes me cry a little. But Elijah tells Wes and Elmo, when people of all colors come together, we stand strong like a tree. Aww. That's adorable. really nice. Yeah. Oh, they posted on their Instagram as well. They call the really nice um, post. <laughs> That's what you post on Instagram. It's true. Um, and they say, 
Coming Together is the title. The work to dismantle racism begins by helping children understand what racism is and how it hurts people. Launching today, our new ABCs of racial literacy resources are designed to help families celebrate their own unique identities and answer children's sometimes tough questions about race and racism. Sesame Workshop has always stood for diversity, inclusion, equity and kindness. Our coming together commitment to race, racial justice will be wo woven into the new content for years to come. Look at that. Fantastic. And that's why I think that's why and people might judge And that's often the thing. People are judging everything. Don't watch so much TV and don't read some... Well, no, but hardly anyone says don't read so many, so many books. I mean, some people do, but like, don't flee into this world that's not real when the real, you need to pay more attention to reality. But in if we're honest, we've all learned everything from media. We've, re we've learned it from books, we've learned it from TV, and we need more things like this because it's just part of education um and maybe not in the the kind of education that people would like to call education but that's just how we learn to people that's just how we learn to socialize that's how we learn and how we see what is out there so it needs to be as diverse as possible so kids can already see There can see themselves and can see other people because the other people that they presume are not existent, they are everywhere out there. And so it's if you just if you can see it, you can be it. And if you can see it, you can understand it as well. So I think it's just a great move. I mean, after too long, like everything, it's always too late, too long. Um, but it's there now. So we have to appreciate that at least. Definitely. And finally, we have a teaser. No, just like, don't, don't. just like the littlest, the littlest breadcrumb of of tease from Disney and Star Wars. I'm excited. Are you excited? I just saw the. I just, I looked at the post before, but now I looked again and I missed something, and I'm like, what? <laughs> but yes, I'm excited. And this is what we're excited about. Production is beginning in April, so this month, on Obi-Wan Kenobi, a new series yes. coming to Disney+. Plus. I, I'm excited. I kind of <laughs> like this series thing now, and I think we have to thank the streaming portals for all of this, because I assume people are going to the cinema way less, especially now in the Panini, but... It's I'm like they knew it. it would happen. Well, and they were preparing yeah. content for it. Probably. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, this tweet yeah. that Amanda is talking about has like all the or parts of the actors who are going to be part of it. Yeah, we have Ewan McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan. And we also have Hayden Christensen coming back as Obi-Wan. That's what I... As Obi-Wan? Right? Didn't he play young Obi-Wan? No, he was Anakin Skywalker. He's Darth Vader. Oh, wait, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> Very confused for a second. My brain just, like, went... <laughs> What? We're fine. Want? We're fine. But the fact that Hayden Christensen is, Christensen is coming back, that's what I was just seeing, and I was like, what? Yeah, because he's been, I'm like, out confused. of acting for ages. He's not really been doing ages. much. Nobody would have given a shit if he wouldn't play Anakin Skywalker, if we're honest. But honestly, if, we're like, here for it. 
I don't know right now if I'm here for it because I watched the old Star Wars movies ages ago, not ages ago, a, a short while ago, and I couldn't handle these three movies with that guy. So I'm like, I'm hoping it's getting better now that he's like 20 years older than that than that or something. I mean, must be. It's looking better. I mean, that's all we get. <sighs> Is Just that an saying. actual current picture? I don't think... Is this actually... Well, it's from Star Wars official tweets. So, maybe. Um, other actors that I know... I don't know very many actors. I'm, for, for somebody who hosts a geek culture podcast, I, I know abysmally little about actors. Um, but we've got Kumail Nanjiani, who we spoke about a few geek girl in the news ago. We've got Indira Varma. And... Um, Actually, that's who is that's she again? It. She's also from Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones, yeah. One of the sisters from Dorne, the Dornish sisters. Yeah. Shouldn't um, we also know Rupert Friend? I know his face, but I don't know where I know him from. And Joel Edgerton seems someone that we should like, someone we should know. Yeah, but yeah, fantastic news. Really, really, really keen for this because I'm, yeah, like Money says, I'm really enjoying these series that are coming out on Disney Plus like from um Marvel and now Star Wars. Yes, looking forward to that. Definitely. I like I also don't hate how they're doing it with the Marvel series that we go through one series and then when it's over we get the next one. So it doesn't feel like we have to wait for 15 years to get new content, but it's mm-hmm. like kind of ties in nicely. So I'm really looking forward to Loki if I'm honest. Like and we will talk about Winter Soldier, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, soon. Yeah, as well in four episodes, five episodes, something like that. Yep. But yeah, that's it. That's it. That's Geek Girl in the News for March. <laughs> Took you a second to need to need to. Oh no, I was yes, just making a point. <laughs> okay, yes, it's sorry. March. It's well, it's well, March wrong weather. Three times, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks for for being here for this long episode we had lots to talk about good and and bad and some in-between stuff um i think we got a little bit heated <clears throat> well already understandably started heated, so that's fine that's yeah. true so tune in for another amazing episode next week and see you then if you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. <laughs>